Heavenly Father, open the eyes of our understanding. Give us the wisdom and give us the grace to listen to your word and apply them. I ask for boldness to declare your word. In Jesus' name have I prayed. Amen. Amen. Beloved, the reading for our meditation this morning can be found from the book of Nehemiah chapter 2, verses 17 to 18. I read from the NIV. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burnt with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of God upon me, and what the king has said to me. They replied, let us start rebuilding. So we began the good work. My main text is taken from 18, verse 18b. Let us start rebuilding. So they began the good work. The key theme is rise and build. My key questions, what situation are we also in? What does God require of us? How should we build? Pray that God will give us the grace even in this short moment. Beloved, the background for our discussion is the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah lived around the time of the 5th century BC in the land of Susa, which is the capital town of the Persian Empire. Um, we know that it was at that time they had been conquered. King Nebuchadnezzar had conquered um, Jerusalem. He had carried a lot of the Jews away to Babylon as slaves. And so um, Nehemiah lived at that time. He was a cupbearer to the king, and all these things have significance. And 70 years after their stay in Babylon, according to prophecy, some of the Jews returned. They rebuilt the, the temple, but the walls still remained bent and dilapidated. Some people brought this news to Nehemiah. Many people heard it, but they kept silent. But Nehemiah was moved to action. He kept everything. He prayed. He sought favor from God. He mobilized the people. And the accounts tell us that the wall was rebuilt in a very short time. First question, what situation are we in? Beloved, our situation is not different. If, if, probably even worse than the situation that Nehemiah found himself. As a country, as a people, as a family, as individuals, we are exposed to so many things that bring shame and ridicule. Beloved, we know what happened, the events of last week. So many things, um, CNN, the whole world was reporting negatively of what is happening in Ghana. Sun is being institutionalized everywhere. Look at the adverts. Common toothpaste adverts, you have to see naked people. The drinks, the adronko adverts, all the adverts, they rape. How can a father rape his own daughter, impreg impregnate his own daughter? I mean, homosexuality, from where I work, we have enough evidence to indicate that almost about 50 2,000 young men, a lot of them are in our secondary and tertiary institutions. Beloved, the situation is just bizarre. Homes, are, families are, are being destroyed. Uh, young people, our church, we've been talking about young people. What strategies do we put in place? Why are young, our young people leaving the church? How are we responding to the call of the, of, uh, the Great Commission? So many things. What funds we have? How are we mobilizing the funds? How are we using the funds? So many things. And all these things call for concern and action. Beloved, 
what does God require of us? Just as Nehemiah left his comfort zone, he arose. Remember, he was a cup bearer. And as a cup bearer, he had to taste the wine before the, the king drank. And so he was in a very important position. But he responded. He left all. He could not stay. He got favor. And he did it. God is looking for leaders who will show great passion and lead his people. Our nation, our church has never lacked leaders. We have great leaders, the Kwame Nkrumah and all that, in the methods, they're great leaders. But God is looking for a different kind of leader because the situation that we are in calls for different types of leaders. We will be passionate enough to go the extra mile to be a change agent, change maker, to charge the course of events and turn things around for the nation, for the church, and for the family. Beloved, are you that type of person? What do you bring to the ministry? And I was, as I was reflecting this morning, the question kept coming. What do I bring to this ministry? What do you bring to this ministry? Beloved, are you just coming because, oh, it's time for me to come. And I came and the people are here. You just want to be a statistic on the role of the ministers of the Methodist Church. And so you also came and passed and you passed on. No. Rise, according to the Cambridge Dictionary, means to move to a higher position, to become more great. My prayer is that you and I will be moved, will move from our comfort zones, will become more relevant for the Lord, for the ministry that he has called us. Build is a position of constructive and edifying process that attaches great value and worth to the project to be undertaken. Beloved, this is very important. What value and worth do we attach to our calling? Have you ever thought about it? Can you give... It is so important that we can give, is it so important to us that we can give all and everything to it as Nehemiah did? Again, my critical question, what do you bring to this ministry? What value are you adding to this ministry? The final question, how should we build? Each of us should have a strategy just as Nehemiah. Anytime I read the book of Nehemiah, I'm so tired. It, it has principles, key principles for leadership. And I want to recommend it to us. I know most of us have read, but read it over, over again. And you get some great leadership principles. He planned. He assessed the situation. You know, I like this. He went around the whole Jerusalem looking at the wall. He didn't tell anybody. He'll go by day. He'll go by night. Just assessing. And as leaders, I think that we have to be on top of events. Sometimes as leaders, in the church, things are happening in the church, and we don't even know what is going on. My prayers that we'll be on top, we'll be ahead of our people, we'll ask God for wisdom, and God will be with us. We'll not act on hearsay, we'll examine this first hand information. The situation we have is tough, require tough solution. You know, there's a saying that if we do the same things in the same way, using the same strategies, we'll get the same results. And so, you and I need to look at a different paradigm. We need to determine to make a difference. We need to pray and pray and pray. Jeremiah prayed, he prayed, he prayed, he fasted, everything he prayed. You and I need to do that. We need to be purposeful. We need to be focused. We need to achieve something. We're bringing the management and leadership principle. We need to set smart goals for ourselves, for our church, for our family, for everything. Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time bound. And we need to certain indicators to monitor our own achievement as a minister of God. How are you achieving? We need to put milestones. And so that every time we'll be on track, Paul will say, sometimes I beat myself, he'll check you out to see. So that he'll not fall short on the glory. 
and above all, we need to work as a team. Uh, Nehemiah could not have achieved if he didn't work as a team. We need to work. Everybody is important. The cleaner is important. The, the, the cook is important. Your wife is very, very important. Your children are very important. There are many times, you know, anytime I prepare a sermon to, to preach, it's my family who reads it and who checks it and I minister to them first. If it doesn't taste well to them, they'll tell their mommy, this one is no good. Change it. You know, and for me, it has been very, very helpful to me. I recommend use your wife, use your children. They have very good points. Amen. You know, our spouses are so important. And my, 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 our spouses, men, women, you are here with the children. You have a very key role. What's the minister? They be. We need to keep the family. We need to train our children. We need to have time for our children. Our, our spouses have been called, but we have been called into this joint ministry. We need to bring in that ingredient that behind a successful man, behind a successful woman, is a very tiring, a very prayerful man and woman. I pray that you will be that woman. Remember, finally, that we have to give account to God. It is him that he said he has called us into this ministry. And I just want to quote from 1 Corinthians 3, 11 to 15. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any built on this foundation using gold, silver, and costly stones, wood, hey, for what it is, because the day will bring it to light, it will be revealed with fire. And the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what we have built survives, we will receive the reward. If it is burnt up, we will suffer loss, but we ourselves will be saved. But only as one escaping from the fire. In a nutshell, we have discussed what we need to do to rise and build. We are going, undergoing so many challenges as a church, as a family, as individuals. But in the midst of it, God calls us to take up the leadership mantle, to be different. My prayer is that will be relevant, we will not be a statistic. Our ministry will be different. Remember, God is faithful. He who has called us, he will prosper us and will rise to the challenge. May God add his glory and blessings to this message. Amen. Please, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word that has come. We pray that give us the grace. Father, we understand our calling. We know there are so many challenges. We ourselves are challenged, but we know you are a faithful God. Help us, Lord, to be able to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We close with the MHB 589. Please let's rise and sing. Thy joy to 